Hello and welcome back to another episode of Manitapped. My name is Chris. And I'm Kurt. And this week we are going to actually start off our talks about the big three mangas. Of, Shonen. Yeah, of at least... Years past. Yeah. Since two of them have ended and One Piece still goes. And, yeah. So we're starting off this week with Bleach, which it was cool, but I never really finished the final arc of it i did I, yeah it seems like it was rushed and that's because it it was yeah the the quality took a nosedive after a certain point which i can't blame to taite kubo is yeah. the author i can't necessarily blame him i know that the life of a mangaka is like stressful yeah is probably one of the best ways to put it and timelines and crunch and spending seven days a week working on something is not ideal. No. Yeah, I, I never really understood that. Uh, yeah, that's just a ridiculous fucking business practice. Well, like, I thought they're just, like, being dramatic, like, oh, he got hospitalized. How could you be hospitalized from writing something? But now that I'm older, I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, if you're working, like, 12-hour days yeah, man, that, for weeks in a row, that's you That's are... rough. Especially, like, well, she, you hear a lot about, like, other manga artists or mangakas or whatever they're called uh being hospitalized like the guy from that did shaman king right right yeah, yeah. that that series got put onto a halt because of it yeah and then also i can't remember his name either but the mangaka for hunter hunter yeah he also has a lot of medical issues yeah that have caused numerous hiatus yeah i can't speak to kintaro miura the mangaka for Berserk. Because oh, he, he passed away. Yeah, he passed away. I don't know what the story of it is, though, so I can't speak to that, but it was just a, a name that came to mind. Yeah. But yeah, so we're kind of going to have some structure to these talks. I have some uh, some notes on that, and so we figure we can start with a, a top three characters each, and we'll kind of go through them and then go from there. So, would you like to start? I yeah. know it's been a while for you, so... Um, off the top of my head, the first person that I could think of that is my favorite would be Chad. Chad's tight. Sato? Yeah. The whole entire thing with... I, I really appreciated it. the anime that he actually spoke Spanish. Yeah, because his, his grandpa yeah. was Mexican. Yeah, so... And he spent some time in Mexico with him and then moved yeah. back to Japan. He's cool. The fucking El Directo was the tightest shit whenever we saw it. Yeah, uh, I his his whole thing was was pretty interesting. Yeah, man, a few words. Yeah, but incredibly loyal to his friends, and I mean he's loyal to Ichigo until the end for sure. Mm -hmm. Because I guess Ichigo was pretty ride or die for him. Yeah, you had that whole bit with Ichigo calling for like six ambulances. I don't know if you remember that. No, this is the whole thing that. Because Chad had been brought up and he used to get into fights and then his grandpa told him not to fight. Yeah. And then he was refusing to fight against people. So they were like taking advantage and then they're like under an overpass. And it's like this gang. Yeah. And then Ichigo walks up because the guys were going to keep beating on Chad. And then Ichigo pulls out his cell phone and he like calls emergency services and is like, we're going to need an ambulance. Actually, maybe three or four. And like, yeah. And then he proceeds to beat the shit out of all of the, the 
bullies who were... Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a gang, really, that was picking on Chad. And yeah. And from there, Chad was just like, all right, I'm ride or die with, with Ichigo for now on. Which, yeah, I mean, if somebody goes that far for you, you kind of... That loyalty is pretty set in stone, I think. Mm-hmm. Is there anything... Any big moments that make you like him the most, or is it just kind of generally the way that his character I mean, is? That... His his whole entire character is pretty cool. I really like that. I don't really remember all too much on how they explained it, but how he used like hollow powers, semi hollow, semi hollows. Yeah, yeah. the the whole entire thing where he pulled out El Diablo in Puerto right. Mundo. Yeah. Was fucking tight. His his interesting arm powers. Yeah, and yeah. Any any time that Chad showed up in, or like had his own special part in the manga, like it was always hype because it's fair. Like he was supposed to be the normal person, quote unquote. Kind of. Although I mean, got, there was got, he, he he was he, fucking yeah. He was one of the first. He's people. a he's a goddamn tank even when without yeah. spirit powers. Yeah. Like that whole bit where there's the little kid soul and the bird. It's like one of the first episodes you see him and he can't see the hollow, but he's taking hits from it and getting up and like he's fine. And the little kid's like, yeah, all the people who've tried to help me have died. And mm-hmm. Chad's literally getting the, the shit beat out of him by this hollow. He, he's finding the thing blind too, He's right? trying to. Like he's throwing punches and he's trying to get Rukia to tell him yeah. where the thing is. And she's like, no, not there, you idiot. Throw to the right. Yeah. And I think he does actually just straight out land a blow. Yeah, on he it. does. And like it, it takes the hit. Like it. So it's. Yeah. I, Chad's. Chad's built different. Like yeah. even from the get go, he's built different. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that makes me sad about him is especially in like the last arc, which mm-hmm. if you didn't read, uh, which it's OK that you didn't. Even in well, even with like the Fullbringer arc too, which spoilers for anybody who's not aware, we are going to get into heavy spoilers throughout this whole thing. But pretty much from, gosh, from after Hoikamundo, he really doesn't have a big role in the whole series. No, and it kind of sucks because he is one of kind of the original party. Yeah. So him. Falling off. I mean, it it kind of makes sense. He's not. He's a, not. He's too not too strong. He's not a Shinigami. He's not a Quincy. He's not any of like the major three factions. So his power is not a thing that is quite enough to keep up with the the the, the big boys. Cause holy shit! Does the Thousand Year Blood War arc get insane? Like, I don't. There's some ins- there's some absolutely fucking crazy fights that take place at the end of that arc that, unfortunately, the quality suffered, but, and it was very rushed, and then they, then Shonen Jump seemingly totally shafted Kubo. Yeah. So, it was just kind of a, the ending was rough all around, and that makes me sad, but, uh, anything mm. else you got for, for Chad? No, not, not too much. The only thing that I know is... Or that I do find cool is, like, I read the very last chapter of the series. Right. And just to see where everybody ended up. Right. And I thought it was pretty cool that Chad ended up in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, one of the biggest, 
or one of the big MMA fighters. Yeah, if I remember right, that's what it was. And they're all like, who would have thought that a pacifist would be... Would end up becoming one of the best fighters in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's kind of got a, a crazy advantage, considering he's fought for his life more than most regular people ever would. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a neat end. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah. Okay, so my, my number one, I surprising, well, at least not surprising Chris but maybe surprising other people, is Kisuke Urahara. Uh, Urahara is so fucking tight. He is my by far my favorite character, because uh, he's... In the beginning, he's just so, like, mysterious, but he's he's goofy. Yeah. And then... But you always kind of got that hint of... You, well, there's some danger around yeah, him. Yeah, you, like, you always got that feeling, like... This dude's got more going on than it seems. Yeah, because he, he, he always talked like, oh, um, He knows way too not, much. It's not that big of a deal, he, he's, he's so lackadaisical. Yeah. and But it, it was also always like, he seemed like he knew way more than he was letting yeah. on at every point. And as the series goes on, you, you definitely get more and more into his character. Yeah. For sure. But, uh, yeah, like, my some of my favorite moments for Udahara were like in the the Iran car showing up uh-huh. before they go to Huekamundo before Orihime gets kidnapped uh-huh. there's like Urahara versus Yami that fight <laughs> where Urahara is just fucking trolling him yeah, the whole he, time he, he tests out that um like the portable Giga the portable Giga yeah yeah <laughs> and like uh Yami's throwing the the bola at him the it's not a Cero it's uh it's like the the faster yeah. one and he throws it a shitload of times, and then it's the portable Gigai, and then Urahara is just like, yeah, they're really neat, but they're really hard to use, so pretty much only I can use it at the moment. And then he throws another one, and it doesn't do anything, and Urahara's like, yeah, you threw that at me so many times, if I didn't understand its structure, I'd be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just see all of Urahara's tactical genius on display in that fight, and you kind of come to realize just how much this dude fights with his brain as well as like, yeah, he wasn't taking that fight seriously almost at all. I, I actually can say that for sure. Having seen what his Bankai does in the thousand year, thousand year blood war arc. But. Uh, so did I because, or well, I saw what his Bankai did because I remember when that chapter came out, you texted me saying like, are you caught up on bleach? We are fighting. So I was like, what the fuck? I, I wasn't caught up. So I, I was just reading the fight. Like, I had no yeah. context on, like, what the hell was going on. I just wanted right. to see Udahara's Bankai, because that is one thing that we've been and wanting, wanting to, to yeah, see. Anticipating, yeah. and just everybody wanted to see it. And unfortunately, it fell into that time period where the, the ending was getting, being rushed. Mm-hmm. So, like, within those chapters, you got, like, oh, here's this character's Bankai, that character's Bankai, that character's Bankai. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of... I won't say it lost out on the impact... But there was a degree where a lot of the, yeah. the impact of seeing these big revelations happen was lost. But holy shit, the ability to literally restructure something from pretty much seemingly a molecular level is insanity. Yeah, you know what? That like that kind of makes me hype for them animating the Thousand yeah, Year Blood I War. Mean, because I... Hopefully they'll actually get to give it the right the amount of time and yeah. everything else it'll need to maybe make those those scenes have the impact that they should have had, and I'm sure yeah. that Kubo wanted them to have, but just didn't have the 
the time or maybe even just the motivation to to do them to the best degree because it's a common note a thing that people noticed that as the series went on his backgrounds became so much less yeah. detailed yeah that the characters outfits which were kind of a, a staple you know everybody had their drip yeah the, it, it stopped the, the drip uh stopped yeah and so hopefully they'll be able to fix that to a degree with the animation of the thousand year blood war arc but yeah like just urahara was such a neat character to me that he had such a he was the outsider but he had all of the ins the inside knowledge and then you find out like all of the shit with him and aizen that yeah, aizen when, totally fucked him over when do you find out that he was a a captain yeah that's uh is that during the Mundo arc uh no that... it's after because there's the uh the turn back the clock little micro arc where it shows the uh the past where uh... you got to see how all of the uh the visored became what they are uh... and that was that whole thing is the reason that that urahara got well he didn't get banished they were gonna kill him yeah but yoroichi got him out and todosai i think was his name the fucking his like keto user yeah the keto master the, the master of the keto corpse who is now like just his business partner yeah. in selling shit yeah but yeah i mean like i also just loved with the entire bit with aizen that aizen was actually kind of if not afraid at the very least wary yeah of urahara like he was the one person that aizen was like I don't know if I'm smarter than him. Yeah. Which was kind of fascinating because he was that person with the ego of, I am the most powerful person. I am the smartest person. I have everything planned out to, you know, 800 steps in advance. Yeah. And he kind of did. I won't deny that Aizen is just this incredible mastermind who did some very fucked up things. But it always just fascinated me that as far as it all went, Aizen was like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what all Kisuke Urahara is capable of. I, well, I don't know. I don't remember if they ever like go into it in the manga. I can't remember all that much, but a few months ago I was rewatching the show mm -hmm. and there's like, it was at the back in time talking about Urahara as a captain uh -huh. and then Aizen was his uh, vice captain. Uh, no, or... he, Shinji. Shinji. Was his vice captain. Or Shinji was the captain. Shinji was the captain. Aizen was, Aizen the was vice the vice captain. Because of... Shinji wanted to yeah. keep an eye on Aizen because Shinji didn't give, didn't trust him at all. Yeah. And unfortunately, Aizen was, had already used his hypnosis sword, his fucking plot device sword, to trick Shinji. But it was a, a cool thing that Shinji yeah. Hirako was so... Like... They, wary of Aizen. He was they, like, I don't fucking trust you. And he even told him to his face, I don't fucking trust you. Yeah. Like, well, there's a part where Aizen was eavesdropping on um, Shinji and Udahara talking. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then Udahara. It's, it's been a while yeah. since I read those chapters. So Udahara knew the whole entire time but that. Udahara didn't trust Aizen at all. Yeah. But they, they knew that Aizen was there. Udahara, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Udahara never acknowledged that he was there, but he like. But he knew. 
Yeah, you you Uruhara see him, was... you see him shoot a glance over at like a bush. Yeah, and then Shinji, after the whole entire talk, he goes, "All right, you can come out now, Aizen. I know you're there." Yeah, yeah. And there, and he's like, "Dang!" And, and his <laughs> eye, and Shinji generally has a very like amiable look on his face. Yeah, he's, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's genuine. He seems like just a a chill guy who is pretty friendly. He might be kind of sarcastic at times, but. But with Aizen, there was none of that. He was, no, he was all business yeah. and just like, I do not fucking trust you. I will, I have my eye on you. That is the only reason that you are my vice captain. And it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. And unfortunately it didn't, it really backfired because Aizen really is that fucking mastermind with, he's like, oh, you keeping an eye on me actually worked in my favor. It's like, uh, this guy. Yeah. And I'm sure if you really sat down. And looked into Aizen's plan. You could probably point out a million places it could have gone wrong. I haven't really cared to. Uh, yeah, neither have I. There's, like, t- it- there's some shows and some movies where I'll do that just because shit seems way too convenient. But I don't know. Aizen's plan was elaborate enough, but also seemed like it had some wiggle room. That It only seemed like he had certain things that had to go right, that he yeah. made sure they went right. And there was a lot of stuff that it wasn't necessary that it go in his his favor as long as he got the major things in yeah. his favor. And it seems like he made sure, until the end at least, that things went in his favor. So, yeah, I'm sure that it has been picked apart, but we're not going to do that here. <laughs> no. But yeah, fucking Urahara. Selling candy. <laughs> and... Fucking aftermarket. That's how they got Cone, if you remember. Yeah. He's like the, the mod soul. Yeah. That was sold to them. Oh, good old Cone. So who's your number two? My number two would be um, Kira. Oh, okay. Yeah, the he becomes vice captain of the 13th squad or something like that. No, not uh, no. 13th. Um, he was already the vice captain of... I don't remember what squad he was I in. I don't remember either. But he he's, he's the guy with the Wabiske. Yeah, with Wabiske. The, Dude, that the, was the, so the, tight. The executioner's sword that yeah. makes anything it hits double in weight every yeah. time it hits. Like, the first the first time you see him, you're like, so he just makes swords heavier. Who cares? Or, it like, doubles the weight of everything. Up until you get to... The Rankar arc. Where there's the, the dude... The bird. With, yeah, the hawk. Yeah. I, I think his name was, like, something Aguila or something like that. Yeah. Which is... Because all of the hollows in a Rankar are based around Spanish names. Yeah. So... But, like, yeah. Hueco Mundo even means something, but... I don't, yeah. But, yeah, whenever he finally pulled out the sword and he was like, all right, I gotta fight this guy. Because if, if I remember right, Wabiske means to bow one's head in, yeah. like, repentance. Yeah. And the the Arankar was like, oh, what what good is that sword going to do? You can't really cut anything with that crooked edge. And then like, oh, you made some of my feathers twice as heavy. And, yeah. And, and then, then he's like, no. He's every- like, you know, you know why this sword is hooked for? It's to decapitate. It's an executioner's yeah. blade. Yeah. That was so tight. It's pretty sick. His loyalty to, to Gin. <sighs> Well, well, okay. Gin definitely yeah. redeemed himself. You find out that he was actually even a better schemer than Aizen, you could say. Yeah. Aizen never realized that Gin was... like God, Gin 
from the get-go, also recognized how fucking dangerous Eisen was. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I've got to stop him. Which, that was one of the most interesting plot twists I think that Kubo actually pulled off. Yeah. Was just finding out that Gein was doing everything for Rangiku. Yeah. That it was he loved her, and he didn't want her to die or the world to be destroyed. And so he was like, nope, I recognize the threat of this man. And he glued himself to him, made him his most trusted subordinate, or made himself the most tr- trusted subordinate, mm-hmm. and all with the ultimate goal of, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill him at the right moment. And yeah. it didn't pan out, unfortunately. But he but got fucking close. He was the person other than Ichigo who got the closest. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, we're not really, we shouldn't be, Gin, <laughs> we got off topic because of Gin, but it just was like a, leads to that, that Kira was loyal to Gin yeah. for, for a long while. And I guess you can then kind of see why Kira was loyal to him, because Gin was actually not a, a bad person at his core. Definitely was very snake-like. Yeah. But uh, I do just remember that being a very big part of his character was, for a while, his continued loyalty to Gin, and then ultimately his wondering why he betrayed them. And then, I don't know if he ever found out that Gin was not the traitor, or was not actually a traitor, that he was basically just a, a deep cover operative of his own volition, but... I don't remember. I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that nobody was around when Gin turned on Aizen, because that was kind of the whole point, was just he wanted to kill Aizen when Aizen least expected it. But I do know he died mm. in Rangiku's arms, Yeah. ultimately. So, I don't know. Maybe he got uh, finally got his name cleared yeah. in death. And hopefully. But, but nevertheless, yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of what I thought of Kira, other than just, yeah, his his badass moment since he, he was always kind of a melancholy dude. Yeah. It, like, and then he was always like, I don't want to do this. And then it, it was definitely cool seeing him like, I guess mature or even just, uh, yeah, I guess mature or, or I guess finding out that there was more to him than that. He was just a mopey guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he he became he, someone who his squad could re- rely on. Yeah, and I mean, he kind of had to with his captain being a traitor and there no, being yeah. a, no captain to take over. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your number two? Mine is Yoroichi. Really? Yeah, dude, I fucking love Yoroichi. Hmm. She's great. It's it's because she and Urahara are like a power couple to me. Yeah. So, and that, and they, they balance each other so well. Yeah. Because he's goofy and carefree, and she is in a different way where she's pretty carefree too and they just I don't know they bounce off each other perfectly for me mm-hmm. and then also just she is fucking awesome yeah like my god she is one of the I think she's one of the most underrated characters I, just for she's strong she is strong as hell but I don't think most people would have her in their oh strongest character tier list and maybe she's not the strongest but she's like, up there I mean she, I think as she's as going as, around well she was Leader of the um, Assassin Corps. Assassin Corps, and I don't think she had a Zanmakuto. No, she wasn't using one throughout any of the actual like series. Because the the one that she had previously, I guess it was almost like a hereditary one, you could say, or like the leader of the Assassin Corps all had the same Zanmakuto, which is why Soifan had it because she inherited it basically. Which is weird. I don't know. It's one of those bits where really, that's, yeah, that's the one that they passed down. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why Yoruichi knew how it worked. Oh. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think kind of got retconned because you kind of find out how that the Zanpakuto's are formed in the Blood War arc. And I don't know, it got it's it's one of those bits that kind of detracts from Bleach for yeah. me that the internal consistency of the story is a little questionable at points. But uh, but Yoroichi is just fucking badass. Huh. And like. The fact that she and Urahara, who is very much known as one of the strongest people in the series, I mean, they sparred constantly. Yeah. So it's kind of a, if, if Urahara trusts her and believes in her strength that much, then I don't know. He's probably the smartest, in contention at least, character in the series. You could say, oh, he's got a, a, a bias because I'm pretty sure that they're banging. I don't know. Uh, I mean, possibly, maybe. Just with the way that they are together. Yeah, especially it seems like, like they're more than just friends. Well, yeah, and um, the fucking form she takes in Thousand Year Blood War, the, <laughs> the, the cat where the, like the, her brain just shuts the off. The lightning cat, and he slaps her ass to make her turn into it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little fan servicey for sure. So it's either, I don't know if it's either, like... They are a couple, or else they're just, like, friends and... They're very, very close friends if they're not a couple, but I'm inclined to think that they actually had feelings for each other. Probably, yeah. Most likely. It it makes way too much sense to me. Like, they cared about each other way too much. Mm -hmm. Considering that Yoroichi threw away everything to break him out. Like... I, yeah, you might do that. Some people might do that for their friends, and she does seem like somebody who would do things like that for even for a good friend. But I don't know. There's that's, just that's a bit much. Yeah. yeah, it's she. She literally threw away her and all of her honor of her yeah. clan, which I mean, it always seemed like she didn't really care about it that much. But she also did seem to have some respect for her position, and yet, yeah, as soon as Urahara was in danger from soul society she was like nope i'm out we're out i'm taking we are escaping together yeah so it always kind of struck me as like they're they're just a to me they are a power couple and maybe that's headcanon but i don't know also she's even in like the soul sorry soul society arc where she's just in cat form for most of it she's cool i mean she she was kind of the one who facilitated a lot of growth from the characters in that early part because when Ichigo was getting trained by Urahara, even before they went into Soul Society, she was watching over Chad and Orihime. Mm. I don't know if Ishida was there. I don't think so. He was No, he was off doing his own thing with the glove. But yeah, she was there helping them get some understanding of how to use their powers better. Yeah. So yeah, that and also just the way that she totally fucking messed with Ichigo when she first turned back to her 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 actual body was hilarious but uh Uh, yeah that's that's another i mean it's funny that's another thing that makes me think like maybe she was so confident showing her body because she wouldn't do anything to get urahara jealous i don't know i don't even think it was about that because i think it's also she's been in cat form for so long that you're naked in cat form that she probably doesn't think anything of nudity at that point. Yeah. And then he's a 15-year-old boy, so for him, it's... I, I'm pretty sure she's like, yeah, there's there's no, no way that's going to happen. Yeah. And she probably thought it was hilarious 
because she knew exactly what response she was going to get. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Yoruichi just that, and you can always see that there is, you know, she, she laughs and giggles and plays around, but there's such a, a depth to her. Yeah. And she's one of the most badass female characters in the series. I think she's, Probably one of them. I honestly, I think of her as one of the most badass female characters in, just maybe in shonen. I don't know if I would say in like manga or, or like anime, but she's yeah. up there. When I think of like just straight out badass female characters, Yoruichi is one of the first to come to mind. It just sucks that it kind of feels like she didn't really get all too much screen time. I mean, she got, especially in the later parts, she got about as much as Urahara did. Yeah. So I, I also just kind of think that they they very much were in the less is more category of character. Yeah. Where if they were in the story for too long, for too much, one, they were always kind of shown as being just fucking hyper competent. So our less competent characters would not have to do their whole struggle, all of the tension of their fights would just kind of go away if, oh yeah, Urahara and Yoruichi are here. So, we don't have to worry anymore. To me, you think about, with the Aizen fight, mm-hmm. Urahara, Yoruichi, and Ichigo's dad, all three show up to fight Aizen, and this is like, they actually did some damage to him, whereas all of the captains of Soul Society and all of the lieutenants of Soul Society just got fucking clapped by him. Like, no issue. And yet these three were taking him on, and while it was kind of obvious that they weren't necessarily defeating him, he actually had to fight them more than just, oh yeah, I've, I tricked you all with my plot device you gotta, sword. You gotta be more alert. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty much it was always a, a game of, yeah, Yoruichi hits really fucking hard and you always have to be aware that urahara has one of the most versatile toolkits so the two of them together is just so fucking broken because you're gonna be like okay i'm gonna fight iroichi and then suddenly oh shit i'm all tangled up i can't move she hits you and like oh yeah i mean that's why i like to say they're a power couple because while urahara is definitely capable of hitting incredibly hard there's no question of that she's you know power and speed like yeah. That's Yoruichi to a, a T. Trickery is not necessarily in her wheelhouse. But Urahara is all about, oh yeah, I laid out like 40 traps here. Good luck. And they're not going to affect her. She knows where they are. Yeah. So you're going to step in that trap, get all fucking caught up. And then she's going to beat your ass into the next trap that's going to take you out or whatever. And like, yeah, they just their teamwork was so natural that it just, it's kind of a thing where to me, my one and two spot are just, Neck and neck. There. Yeah. I love the two of them. They're my favorite, absolute favorite characters of the series for that reason. They're just... I am always having a good time whenever they are on screen or on page. Mm-hmm. Also, I just... I fucking love that Yoruichi trolls Byakuya. Yeah. And has since he was a kid. That he's... I, I actually... Just seeing how different he was as a kid versus as an adult. And yet she still treats him the same. And how irritated he is by her. And he still can't catch her. It Yeah, it's just a thing that... I, I love that. As well as just during like the Soul Society arc, he was shown as being one of the biggest threats that they were facing. And Yoruichi stopped him briefly without a, a Zanpakuto. Yeah. 
and was faster than him and fucking teased him about being faster than him and took Ichigo and got away. She was faster than him carrying the dead weight that was Ichigo. Yeah. She's fucking cool. For you, number three. Hitsugaya. It's, well, alright. It, it's like a toss-up between Hitsugaya and Ishida, but I think Hitsugaya because I like that character design more. Fair. He was a pretty coolly designed character for sure. Yeah. He, uh, I don't know. The whole entire, like, ice dragon thing. Yeah. That was tight. Hyorin Maru. I do not remember. Well, like, it's not that I don't remember, but... Well, yeah. I don't remember if he dies or not. No. Does, nope. He doesn't? No. Because I saw the thing in... Mostly, like, skimmed through the Thousand Year Blood War. Uh-huh. And, uh... He became an adult or some shit Yeah. Like that. There's a whole bit where he somehow manages to grow up, like, into being in his 20s. Okay. <laughs> for a brief time to get his... Basically, the idea... It's almost like, uh... That's a major spoiler. I don't know if I want to say that. It's in Hunter Hunter. Oh, with in Hunter. Oh, where it's like he's somehow. Oh, it's that condition. He, or you, it's sort of like he's just somehow managed to force the time. Okay. Ahead, okay. so yeah, he could yeah, get yeah. his to his full potential for the fight. Yeah. I can't remember if it. Go, I think it goes back. I don't know. It's weird. It's one of those bits where like the Thousand Year Blood War arc had some moments where you're just kind of sitting there like. Okay, but how? And I guess the entire series had some of those moments, for sure. Yeah, that... But... I'm kind of curious if, like... And I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember the exact specific... Because there's some explanation that's given, but I don't remember it being one that I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense. It was one where I was like, I guess that's kind of anime logic for it, that it kind of makes sense, Yeah, maybe, if you think about it sideways. Because, like, Bleach is... Going back and like rewatching it and rereading some of it, it has a lot of that like you're supposed to just take it for face value. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's Which, why I generally consider it to be the least best of the big yeah, three. Yeah, it has moments that I absolutely love, but it is definitely not my favorite. N- no, it it was cool to read as it was coming out. But near Thousand Year Blood War, that's whenever... I mean, the... Or whenever Thousand Year Blood War came out, that's whenever I got into One Piece. Uh, Naruto was just close starting to, the... It was close to its end. Or, yeah, it was, like, in the middle of the uh, Ninja War. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the during the Great yeah. Shinobi War part. Um, yeah. And then... You get bleach that just was. It had been falling off for a little bit. Yeah, then it just stopped out of nowhere. But and then yeah. as as I was reading um the Thousand Year Blood War, I think I got like maybe twenty chapters in. I was like, I'm not that interested in it, so I'm not really gonna. I'll probably just let the stockpile and then I'll read it all whenever it comes to like a good chunk mm-hmm. and. I saw that it ended and I never finished it. I forgot where I ended off at because that's, that's fair. Also hyped up on Nardo and one piece. And then I think I was, I don't even remember what else I was reading at the time. Did you start black Clover then? 
actually don't even remember Black Clover. I think Black Clover no, was out Black, at that point. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think it, it was, it was yeah, just starting. Yeah, because I remember one of the Shonen Jump cover pages had Asa in it, and it said, look out for this new... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't start Black Clover then. I started My Hero. Ah. Yeah. Fair enough. And then I stopped reading My Hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has its moments, but My Hero just doesn't... And, I mean... It doesn't stack up for me. I mean, you... Yeah. I, I thought, would I, thought say... I, was, I thought I was gonna, like, be a true successor to... I actually think that a series that is sort of a successor to Bleach in a way that I think actually was better. Maybe I'm being a, a heathen here, but I actually feel like Demon Slayer fits into it. And it's not, it's definitely not one-to-one -one by any means, but it has more to do with just the idea of, you think about like the Demon Slayer uniform versus the Shinigami uniform. Everybody's using swords. There's just, there's certain little things that I can see that are similar. I'm not, yeah. I, by no means am I really saying like, oh yeah, it's Bleach equals Demon Slayer. It's more of like, there's just certain, certain aspects that I can look at and be like, there's sort of a degree of spiritual successor. Yeah. It's also like, you know, the Bleach, it starts, especially the start of Bleach, it's hollows. You're going around fighting hunting demons yeah let's let's be honest they're fucking demons so yeah, yeah. it's not one-to-one -one by any means it's like uh, yeah it's just sort I, of a, I, I get your point yeah it, it's just the step and the big thing that for me was demon slayer didn't overstay its well no it i actually appreciate demon slayer for ending when it did and not drawing out because there's some stories that can go for a thousand chapters yeah. thousand plus chapters and there's some that probably should have stopped at 500. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. I was going to bring this up later as a topic, but we're kind of on the, that point. I think Bleach should have ended when Aizen was defeated. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you could have gone for the Fulbring arc as like a, a The thing. Fulbring arc should have never fucking happened. Yeah, it just, it really does seem like Ichigo, like the whole ending of the bittersweet ending of, yeah, Ichigo yeah. gave up his power to defeat Aizen, who was the biggest threat to everything. Yeah, Aizen was built up throughout almost the whole series as the villain, the bad guy. He is the mastermind who has manipulated everything. Like, my God, do you ever get tired of hearing yeah. Aizen be like, you're doing this? <laughs> that's because I already thought about it. Or, or it's not even just I already <laughs> thought about it. It's like, that's all according to my plan. You see, I put things into motion 40 years ago that, that caused fucking, you yeah. to end up where you are now. I created you. And it's okay. Shit. That got a little, it got a yeah. little excessive, almost to the point of just, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. I, I kind of look back on it now and think of anytime there's any super mastermind villain in anything, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Aizen. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that that was the natural endpoint for the series. Yeah. I even think that was the natural endpoint for Kubo's desire to write the series. And somehow, maybe, I don't know if maybe it was an executive thing where they were like, no, keep going. Or if he was like, no, there's more to the story I want to tell. But it just, I don't know. There, Yeah, there were still some questions that may have lingered after that. But I, the answers we got were not worth the loss of the ending we could have had. Yeah, 
before we go deeper into that, okay, let's get your third. Okay, my third was Byaki Akuchiki. Yep. I you probably guessed that. Yeah, I guess that. He was he was my favorite for quite a while, other than Urahara. He and Urahara kind of traded back and forth, but when I think back on everything now, B- I Byakia had a cool bankai. He did. His, or even 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 well, just his shikai was. It was like awesome. the same thing, right? Yeah, it was just his bankai was even more. But yeah. yeah, his shikai, it's just the the thousand cherry blossoms. Yeah, it's cool, and it's it, just all of them are like the little shards of blades that he controls. Yeah, it was simple, clean, really aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, he was... And then he was also just... Like, the dude was a model captain. He was an expert he, he in was, fucking everything. Yeah, he was supposed to be, like, the model... Well, he seemed like he was made to be the model samurai, like, stoic. Oh, yeah, which was um, his family thing. Everything about him, like, his... He was very his traditional. His appearance was very beautiful. Yeah, um, for sure. He was kind of the romanticized samurai yeah. to wow. a great degree. You know what? I want to take back my third choice, and I want to say fucking uh, the captain with the pink. Kenpachi? No. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Kyoraku. Yeah. Kyoraku dude. was awesome. He's definitely in my list of probably my top ten, top five. Kyoraku yeah. was fucking awesome. Kenpachi was very close to being on my list there too. Yeah, I well, all right. The main driving force for me to get to thousand or to read through the thousand year blood. War is to find out about is to find Kenpachi. out about Kimpachi and um the medical captain Unohana Unohana she with the, I will say she became a much more interesting character with the Thousand Year Blood War arc yeah because so, of finding out she was the previous Kimpachi I was watching the anime and I got through the Huikamundo arc mm-hmm. and I stopped right before they're about to fight Aizen uh-huh. there's a part where a couple captains look at Unohana. And they're like, oh shit, never mind. We're, yeah, she's, we're backing off. Like, she's, you you got it. She's fucking You're right. scary. And that was a thing that was always interesting because there was so much respect shown to her in a way that seemed like people she, had. She was like, like nice fear. and kind. And then there was like that one, there's this one part where she wants to go with uh, Ichigo through that uh, fucking Hellgate or whatever. Or the, the yeah, or the tunnel. Or I yeah, can't the, remember. Yeah, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. And but even she well she's like she's instructing Ichigo and Ichigo gets like this menacing feeling from her like he feels scared yeah of her and it's not because she's nice and giving off that motherly vibe like if you rewatch it she is scary oh yeah I mean there's points even like the hints of it go all the way back to the Soul Society arc because mm-hmm. even Aizen was wary of her yeah. He sees her and he's like, he says, the, I, the only reason that he felt confident in facing her was because he had shown her his fucking plot device sword. So she was already under total hypnosis. But even then he was like, yeah, I, I, I don't think I could face you in a straight fight and win at this point. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Like, I, or I don't know. If, I well, can't remember exactly if that was the case. No, no. It was he, something along those lines where he was like, yeah, I'm, he showed weariness towards He her. says it directly to Unahana that yeah. he won't he's not going to do anything more because she's there yeah which like, like that should have been a huge tip off and even like Gin and I think Gin popped up there too when he was like oh shit I'm not fighting yeah. her like yeah there's just yeah, like there's a lot of hints that she is way scarier than she seemed and then you kind of find out later on in the Thousand Year Blood War arc like 
she took up the medical core thing to heal people so they could fight more. Yeah. That was how where she started. She learned how to heal so that she could heal her opponents so they could fight her more. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Oh fuck. That's that's why her bankai takes the form that it is. Her bankai is to heal people. Oh. She is a fucking sword god who yeah, it was just pure sword technique that was what made her the Kempachi. Oh. Yeah, she her sword takes that shape to heal people so that she can fight them more. Oh. Yeah. Damn. And then she just eventually retired because a young Kempachi hurt her. Yeah. And he basically when she met him, it wasn't even before he had the name Kempachi. I'm pretty sure she's the one who gave him that name. Mm-hmm. But he yeah, a young this young fucking kid picked up somebody else's sword and managed to wound her. And she was like, Okay, you're Kempachi now. <laughs> And that was when she kind of retired to just actually be the medical corps huh. captain because she had sort of found the fulfillment. You could say she found somebody better than her. So she passed the torch. Oh. And then that's why for Kenpachi to unlock his actual use of his Zanpakuto, he had to fight her to the death. Yeah. Which was shitty. I actually, I do really like her. Yeah, she she was very cool. She was also in my top ten list, for sure. Yeah. But, oh, no, Kyoraku is also fucking awesome. I mean, also another character, I guess we're kind of getting off topic there, <laughs> but the Captain Commander was another character who it, was in my top it, ten. The, um, every time I hear or think of him, I get so pissed off. Genryu Sayamamo. I get so fucking pissed off because they jipped that character so hard in the beginning of the Thousand Year Blood War. Kind of? Kind of. He... So he starts showing his power, then they're like, oh, you're dead. Whatever. Yeah, that, that did Like, suck. come on, man. Like, we've been wanting we've been wanting to see His him. was a Bankai that we all wanted to see for so long. If we got to see it. We got to it see. It was fucking intense. We got to see a sh- like, Small little part. bit of it. And then, yeah, they just fucking bullshit killed him. Yeah. Yeah. That was one bit that really did suck. Yeah. But in general... He's cool. He's cool. I mean, during like the, especially during the the Arankar arc, like the post Mundo, where the Soul Society has showed up to protect Karakura Town, mm. and like the whole bit with the fucking Chimera thing, where all the lieutenants are struggling to defeat. It's like the three oh, yeah. fractions of Halibel. Yeah, they all like have their arm that they tear off, and like it turns into the big. Sort of Minotaur, sort of Chimera thing yeah. that's just beating everybody's ass. Like, all of the lieutenants, like, Kira, unfortunately, gets his ass beat there. Yeah. Rangiku, Momo, like, yeah, like, so many of them just are getting their asses beat. And then <laughs> Yamamoto is he, just like, this is a waste up. of time and fucking cuts it in half. Yeah, and he and says, if you whelps are having a little, or <laughs> having trouble with this. Let me give you a hand. He yeah. cuts it in half. It gets back up, and he's like, oh, you're a stubborn one, and then he just fucking incinerates it. And they're all just like, all the three girls are just like, oh, what just happened? Yeah. And then literally Aizen had to create a brain-dead uh, Arankar specifically to counter him. Like, literally had to create this being that lost all of its mental faculty in order to have the one power to counter Yamamoto. To capture all of his flames. And what does Yamamoto do? Because it's going to explode. He fucking tanks all of his own flames to save everybody else. Yeah. He's just like, still standing too. And yeah, unfortunately he was out of the fight, but goddamn, that old guy. He, 
is cool. But yeah, uh, just in general, getting all the way back on point of the, the Byakuya, <laughs> Byakuya is my favorite, or one of my favorites. It also just, his whole thing, His I like his arc, even in Soul yeah. Society arc, where he... It, it was like one of those... Because like, he was purely devoted to his duty as yeah. to the law and trying to stand as a, a paragon of what the law is, because yeah. he's, he's a law enforcer. He's, you really think about it, that's well, what the... He, he's a law enforcer, and, and he's part he's, of a noble family. He's part of a noble family, and so his whole point to Ichigo was, if we at the top don't stick to the law, what reason do the people who are yeah. not have? Yeah. And I can respect that. Yeah. And then, obviously, you have the sort of sentimental side with Ichigo being like, no, I would fight for my family at any cost. And you also just have the whole point of Byakuya was split between two promises. Yeah. And the promise to his wife to protect her sister, and then the promise to his father to be the the leader of the clan. Yeah. And so, yeah, ultimately, that'll lead into a bit later on about the best fight I would hold that is in the Soul Society arc, Byakuya versus Ichigo. When you see... Ichigo's Bankai for the first time, and and Byakuya's Bankai fully for the first time, and just their epic clash over the fate of Rukia. And I do find it hilarious that Ichigo wins that fight, but Byakuya can walk away, and Ichigo is, like, on his ass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just that, that whole bit. Byakuya, as well as even just seeing the way that he is such a stoic, like, cold character. But then you see a lot of the way that he acts towards Rukia throughout the whole series. It becomes very obvious how important she is to him. Because, yeah, whenever you first see him, the the only thing you could think of is like, man, this guy's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. He he comes off as just a total asshole. And you you don't understand his motivations at all. No, it, until... And then you, you understand them better later, and you're like, okay, I can understand yeah. why he's doing what he's doing. I don't necessarily want to agree with him. But it's also because you're attached to Rukia at that point. Yeah. But then you find out about his wife, and then the promise he made, and the promise he made his parents, and you're like, okay, he's definitely a more complicated character than he seemed at first. Plus, am I wrong in saying he was going to stop the execution no, he was not. No, he wasn't. No. Because when Ichigo stopped the execution, he basically said, I will go and get her back and execute her myself. Oh. Because he decided, if I can't keep both promises, I will have to pick one or the other. And he decided that standing, not vi- you know, not violating the law was the better promise to keep. Yeah. Uh, it was Kyoraku and uh, Ukitake who were trying to stop it. Because they, they had their whole thing where they're going to destroy the giant phoenix execution. Yeah. Zanpakuto. Ryukujo. Or something like that. Something like that. I'm uh, surprised I even remember that. But yeah, they, they're the ones who destroyed it. Ichigo yeah. blocked it, which... That was a whole power scaling thing where they're like, it has the strength of a thousand Zanpaktos. And then Ichigo blocks it. And then they're like, and the the stand has the defensive power of a thousand Zanpaktos. And he destroys it. Can can I just tell you, that part in the anime was so fucking great. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, no, it's great because it starts playing the... um, The music. The music? The the music for (laughs) the bleaching. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it's <laughs> it's so cheesy, but it's it is so good. I don't yeah. know. The music for the the anime was always great. Yeah, because Bleach is one of those animes that's supposed to be like it's you, a little you, extra. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's extra, and you take it for face value. It's supposed to be on the same quote unquote same level as Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very much it's the shonen. Just, yeah, it's, it's just that shonen, and the characters are over the top. They're always fucking screaming for some reason. It's true. They're passionate about something. Also true. So, and then whenever something epic happens, it's going to start playing, like, some cool music. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's always, like, it gets corny to some extent, but I, that's why you watch shonen, is because... There's a, a certain degree of... of- ridiculousness yeah some some cheesy or corniness in yeah. in some of them it definitely depends on the writer mm-hmm. i mean i i think we'll get more into that with when we get to the one piece yeah part because i i don't think one piece is corny nah it's goofy as hell it's goofy yeah but that's intentional yeah but yeah we'll get to that in the that episode yeah but uh for kyoraku because you, you said you wanted to change yours mm-hmm did you ever get to find out what his bankai was? Because it's interesting. Is it the? Basically, it's a Japanese play. Yeah. And oh no, no, no! I, I like. So I thought it was the game. So the game is his shika. Oh really? Yeah. The his bankai is, is like it's a war play basically. That he it's him also towing the line of death when he uses it because it could kill him too. Really. But it has almost a. A means where he can kill almost anything with it. It goes through the acts of the play, and yeah, like the I think the last act or the second to last act, there's a point where he's putting his life on the line as much as the opponent. And the idea is that it has to do with I think your your resolve to live or something like that. I I remember that, seeing something like drowning. Yeah, it's it's like this whole bit with your it's like drowning in like this blood red sea or something like that. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I remember it just being a really weird thing, but I watched somebody talk about it later on that apparently there's a whole bunch of Japanese symbolism to it that it corresponds to a certain play, I think, or something like that. Huh. But yeah, it's a super interesting Bankai, but from what I've heard, it's actually like, its power is it's Captain Commander worthy since he did inherit that title. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that character was dope. He is. Uh, I mean, he is definitely the most laid back of anybody. He, yeah, he's the most laid back, but even more than Urahara. When, when he got <laughs> when he got serious, you knew it was serious. Yeah, it it was interesting to see like his tonal shift. Yeah, just because all the other captains they're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's just him. And then whenever he got serious, they're like, okay, yeah, you got it. Yeah, that and I mean, he was one of the two people that the, the the Yamamoto, the original or old Captain Commander held up as his two students. Yeah. Him and Ukitake. Yeah. And I guess if there was anybody to take over, it would be him. Yeah. Since Ukitake died. Yeah. That's a weird Soul King bullshit. That was a whole aspect of the series that yeah, I was I'm... not a big fan of. Have you read the one shot? That came out recently? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck? Like, the whole, so us talking about how Bleach should have ended at the Aizen part. Yeah, I actually kind of think that 
Kubo was planning to do more. He just didn't know how. Fair, I think. Reading, he... like reading and watching Bleach, it's like he has he has the end goal in mind. He's just making everything up in between. That's fair. I could see that. Like he has like. Although it also just seemed like there's points where, even more than like he had an end goal in mind, so much as he just had this is really cool. I want this in here. Yeah. And it just seemed like that's what Bleach kind of became was just a whole bunch of points on the timeline of him. This is what I want. This is really cool. I want to get yeah. this. So you have these big moments where then he has to try to figure out how to get there. And he fell off, like the strength of his storytelling fell off in the getting there parts. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's definitely points where you're like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Or why is this even happening? Yeah, it just, there definitely seemed like parts that were kind of shoehorned. Yeah. Like and the, the it's one, unfortunate. Yeah, like, a bunch of shit with Aizen is I, just... I, Aizen, Aizen is a meme. Yeah. He's just... You can have the character who is the mastermind, and then you can have Aizen, who is yeah. just... The, yeah. So the only good thing was... Who was playing 60D chess. Yeah, we're... <laughs> like, we were... What? 16? No. We started reading this in, like, freshman year. Something like that. Something like that. So, 14 to whenever it ended. Like, we're young, so we just wanted to see something cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were in, I mean, we were the age yeah. demographic that it is aimed at. Whenever you're watching a shonen, you're not really going in for, like, big story. Until you become a fan of One yeah, Piece. Yeah, <laughs> until, like, until you watch something like One Piece. But... Or even... I guess nowadays, even like Demon Slayer, yeah, like has uh, definitely has shon- some emotional resonance. Shonen shonens now are more like big story based. Back then, they're just like we're just gonna do cool shit, and it's all gonna be power scaling. And oh yeah, people are gonna get hyped. It was over all it. about the fights. Yeah, it, it, it used to be like, all about the fights. Like if you watch Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> Dragon, Ball Dragon Ball Z, Dra- and Dra- like Super whatever the fuck yeah, it, whatever Dragon it, Ball series. Yeah, you could. You can chastise me all you want for this, but Dragon Ball is not a great show. <laughs> or it's, it, it does not have a strong story no, in any way. It's cool. It's cool to watch, but it, it's trying to tell me that Ichigo or Ichigo Goku Goku's strongest form is him turning his brain off and just using instinct, <laughs> and then he could boost that by using Kaioken. Fuck that! Like, yeah, <laughs> are there's... you kidding me? Kaioken was obsolete by the time he. All the time Vegeta showed up on... Namek? No, on Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And then they're like, oh man, we See, can it's, go stronger. It's funny because even that whole idea of doing Ultra Instinct, to me, was lampooned by One Piece in Sky Island or Skypiea. Because he's fighting against Enel, and Enel is reading every move that he makes. And then Luffy goes... Like, goes Gummo Gummo no like moron or something like that. And he gets this stupid look on his face and he's just dodging everything that NL's doing, but he's and then he's like comes back to himself. He's like, nope, I can't use that. I can't attack back. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's just like, I'm, I'm I'm sorry to think that like maybe Well, like the writer for Dragon Ball and the writer for One Piece, they're good friends. Pretty sure, yeah, they are good friends. Yeah, like they 
Like I know that all the, all the a lot of the Shonen Jump mangaka yeah, they, are they probably... all like nod towards each other. Oh yeah, I mean the the two that I can think of the most would be for One Piece and Naruto. And then because Oda did that. Yeah, and then One Piece and Dragon Ball. There was a there was a nod to Dragon Ball. I mean, there's a whole. Wasn't there an episode that actually had like a crossover? Yeah, for, there, there's for a crossover. the for the anime with, with that with that and um, uh, Toriko. Toriko. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Shonen definitely has weaknesses of genre, mm-hmm. but, and I do think that Bleach kind of fell into a fair amount of those weaknesses or those pitfalls. Maybe would be because uh... yeah. when I think back, like Bleach of like between the big three, even just going by those, the series that was able to spark an emotional response from me was definitely not Bleach. I don't have any moments I think back on where I'm like, oh man, I I teared up, or I got really like, oh man, my heart went to it went to this moment. Like I really was touched by anything. Like there's not a whole lot that happened in Bleach where I'm like, there's a lot of like, oh that was fucking awesome moments, but I don't have any that I'm thinking where I'm like, uh, maybe in the very beginning with Ichigo's mom. Yeah, that's one thing I can think back on where that whole chapter or that episode with them going to his mom's grave and just the somber tone. Yeah. Was def- the, the the tone and everything was definitely there to make you feel for Ichigo and, yeah. and all of that. So that is one I can think of. But the rest of the series really did not have, like, I guess with Byakuya and, like, his wife, kind of. But even that was just like, oh, that sucks. There's, yeah. there's nothing, like... Because... Naruto definitely had more emotional Oh my resonance. god, dude. That, I'll, I'll talk about it more when whenever we, get, we to, get to Naruto, but... And then, of course, One Piece is the king of that for me. Yeah. One Piece, hey, like... Oda is fucking Goda. Yeah. As, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's not... not uh, are you thinking a goat? Uh, yeah. No, it's God. That's oh. what... When people call him Goda, it's their meaning. G-O-D-A. Oh. Yeah. That <laughs> he's just... He's Goda. Oh. Yeah. Not, not the goat. <laughs> not, I, I mean, he may be the greatest of all time, but uh, Oda's goaded. But no, he, he's he's Goda. He's, he's the god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, Bleach definitely fell into some pitfalls. Yeah, I'd... I still love it. Like, I love the series. I have, I guess you could say, fond nostalgic memories of it. No, yeah. I I don't know if I could go back now and rewatch or reread it, it. It's hard, man. It's hard. It's also just kind of. Uh, from a bygone era, yeah, I feel like Bleach is something that latched onto the '90s. I could see that, even though it was definitely in the 2000s that it started coming out. Yeah, it was like early 2000s. Yeah, very 90s. early 2000s. Um, but I don't know. I I kind of have a feeling like because they're gonna animate the Thousand Year Blood War, and I have a feeling that they want to they want to continue off of that one shot. Possibly. So there, I mean, hopefully, there's, hopefully there's a they lot do of flesh out more. the story. Kind of more. like on how yeah. One Piece with Wano right now, the anime it, like expands Has, on yeah, what scenes, the manga's doing. There, there are scenes that sort of fill in. And it, it makes things. it better, which usually that, from have, my experience... I have, I have some qualms with some of the things yeah. that they did in Wano. What, but in my can, experience, we, we can talk about mangas, that. Yeah, mangas never episode. do that with the animes. Typically not. Yeah. Or, yeah, typically 
if they do, it's non-canon and it's like yeah. super questionable. And oftentimes, it's it misses the mark on yeah. the author's intent. I know that One Piece has a lot of input from Oda, the the anime. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the the bits, especially for Wano, because I know that they made a huge jump in like animation budget and everything else for Wano. Hmm. I mean, they they changed directors too. Oh, but that's uh, why like the art style and all of that seems a little more extra. I don't even yeah. know how else to describe yeah. it. Yeah, that they they've leaned into certain animation styles, particularly for Wano. It feels like. And maybe it's because of the, the whole aesthetic of Wano that they're trying to make the animation feel like Wano. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. But uh, once again, we're on One Piece, not, not Bleach. Yeah. So, the best fight of Bleach. My my position is that it is, as said earlier, Ichigo versus Byakuya. Okay. Yeah. That was cool. I think it's just the most emotionally resonant fight in in just in regards to like soul society to me which we could even get into one of my next questions was what is the best arc sorry what is the best arc which i would say i think it's soul society arc yeah i i think that one is ultimately peak bleach that is bleach at its best because it was deep enough in that you had connections all the characters but it wasn't so far in that everything had kind of gotten a little bit bullshit. You know what? Talking about emotionally connected, the Soul Society. No. Yeah. Kind of. I teared up whenever they were saving Rukia. Fair? Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe I'll I... just being very emotional that day. Maybe. But I, I guess I never. Are, are you meaning like when Ichigo like was getting her off of the, the scaffold? Yeah. I never really got teared up. I was just like, holy fuck, because he blocked the. <laughs> the bullshit execution weapon that had the well, power like, of a thousand zonfuktos. I don't know. It was the whole entire thing I mean, of her saying, like, I'm ready to die. I'm like, no, don't Oh, do that's this. fair. Definitely having that whole bit, especially for the anime, where they really drew it out, and then went to commercial, oh, fuck. and then came back, and then, they and came then back did it and again. And then they went to OVA. <laughs> that was uh, a, Dude, little, a little too much. The amount of canon stuff, or canon episodes, and... Fillers? Oh, the filler to Bleach is Holy absolutely shit. obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. I think... Oh, yeah. That show is just a filler show. For the most part, yeah. I mean, it's... It's insane. It's in the same category as... I mean, the first part of Naruto is the same. There's a fuckload of filler. Yeah. Shippuden had less, but Shippuden still had filler arcs. Yeah. And they're... I mean, there's a whole bit for the Shippuden where it's like... For their filler, they just did fights against in the, the Great Shinobi War against dead characters or shit like that where they could do it and get away with it because it wasn't the main characters doing anything important. Yeah, and, or this is what uh, Konohamaru was doing. <laughs> or other characters, yeah, or yeah. just other ninjas from other villages are fighting this now. And yeah, but... Oh yeah, Bleach had so much fucking it got bad. That's another, I think, another reason why I maybe have rose-colored glasses for... The yeah. Soul Society arc, because yeah. it was at a point when, yeah, they weren't, I mean, they were definitely padding stuff with some ways they did things, but in general, they didn't have filler where they literally cut off the middle of an arc to do in six months of filler 
to do four episodes of the actual canon arc to then cut off to do another six months of filler. <laughs> oh my do you? God. Do you? I or, remember. Wait, in- no, it's not four episodes of canon. It's one recap episode and three episodes of canon, and then another six months of filler. I remember. Oh my god, dude! I remember when we started reading Bleach. That was the what what pushed us. It was the filler. It was a filler because yeah. they got they got to that part. It was with the bounds. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was the bound. And arc. then they got to like something with a fucking whale or some shit like that. I don't remember, but I remember I was sitting in my front room in front of my swamp cooler because it was in the middle of summer, and I was reading or I was watching. And I was like, "This is fucking bullshit! What the hell? This is can it? Like what?" And then we why went, why are they at this part? Yeah, and the, oh, back to Soul Society. Yeah, and then we were like, "This is dumb." Yeah, and then we started. We found like. A site that had, had scanlations, yeah. yeah, some fans. So we were reading it and we're like, oh my god, this we, is we, we sailed the high seas for many years. Yeah. But yeah, then we were reading the manga and we were like, wow, the pacing's so ve- so much better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the point where I think we both were like, fuck watching Naruto or, or Bleach. Yeah, and at that point I wasn't even watching One Piece because I was just so far behind with the anime. And then I... Decided to read it again, and now it's my favorite. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Shut up about One Piece. I'm sorry. Um, I can't help it. Yeah, I think. All right, so I think my best fight would be. Um, God, I don't want to be want it to be a cop out, but it's obviously Eisen. No, <laughs> hell no. That fight's so stupid. It's that, so that fight goes on for way too long. So stupid, just to end by one fucking thing. No, it would be um. But it was cool. It was cool, Chris. He got long hair. He got long hair. He grew up like two months. Became super powerful. The... With the ability he never uses again. Because he can't. And his dad knows on how... I don't... There's yeah. plot holes. Oh, yeah. No, the... The fight with Hollow Ichigo and Ukiyo... Ukiyora. Yeah. Not bad. A, yeah, that was... People consider that to be Vasto Lord uh, Ichigo. Get, yeah. Because the idea is that, like that's his hollow and yeah. like the full form, which is still one of those things that I don't fucking get. So, once... well, just like because it's just the thing where like he fucking died and then his hollow took control. The hollow that he had gained control of becoming a visored. That was the point that bugged me. Yeah, was like he had conquered his hollow. He went through all of the bullshit with the other visor. They're like, we're going to teach you how to control it. And then he you know, conquered it. He gained control. He became somebody who could manifest the mask at his will. And then he lost to Lukiora, and then it took over again. Yeah. And I'm sure an I, argument can like be made that... that he was dying, so he lost control of it. It's, you know, like... Or it gained control or of it, him. Or it took control to keep him alive, or... I don't know, it just, it was one of those things that just always kind of felt like a... Cop-out? A cop-out. Yeah. Like a... It also just was like, it seemed like shock factor, too. Oh, is Ichigo actually dead? It's like, no, he's not dead. Kubo's not gonna kill him. We're not gonna, it's not gonna suddenly become the Chad and Orihime and Ishida show. They're not gonna do that. Setup hasn't been done. It would be just one of those things where you're like, oh, 
I guess he's just gonna fucking kill Ishida and Orihime too, cause I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just I like the fight. I'll agree. Yeah, it was, it's cool. It's the, cool as hell. That, that's the like one of the only fights where the animation got intense. It intense. was really it good. Was really cool to look at and just cool to watch even now. Yeah, I just I just the explain like explanation of it is it's it's one of those points actually now that I'm thinking about it where Kubo was like I want this in the the thing I don't yeah. know how we're gonna get there but I want it in there well he he and he wants the part of Ichigo's Hollow to still be a big part and a big threat to him but it's not because it never happens again and it's never talked about by anybody like that's like that was the other thing that really bugged me was like it's like a couple. Other than, like, right after, when he comes back to normal, and he sees that Ishida is hurt, and Orihime's healing him, he's like, what happened? And he sh- and then Orihime's like, you hurt him. And he's like, I did what? Oh, no. And then it is never an issue again. They never, oh, they yeah, never, he's they like, ne- I'll never. They never talk about I'll it again. I'll never use that ability. They never, yeah. they never talk about it again. It's never... It was just a thing that was never actually explained. It was never gone into. Nobody ever figured it out. No questions were ever raised. It yeah. never shows up again. I, yeah. I just... I had some issues with the execution. Yeah. The overall thing was cool. Yeah. It was like... Ble- it, well, so... <laughs> Bleach is the jingling keys in front yeah, of you. The, the, <laughs> They're like, oh, isn't it cool? Yeah, the, the, the best way to enjoy Bleach is like... You turn you your fucking you brain off. Yeah, you turn your brain off and you take it for face value. That That's how you're supposed to enjoy Dragon Ball. Yeah, and I think like, that's, that's the reason that I can't enjoy Dragon Ball too. Yeah, it's a little too much. Bleach but, seemed like it, it was trying harder to have a story. Yeah, but then it definitely fell into the Dragon Ball power scaling trap. Yeah, it, which is it was definitely a power creep, but it yeah. had like it had the structure to potentially be good for sure. Um, and it, it definitely would, had the characters yeah, I to mean, be good. Yeah, Bleach. It's one of the top, I, or one of, or was one of the big three for a reason. Yeah, people yeah. liked the show. The show worked good. It's just you know going back and then. But then yeah, especially when it had it was very good when you were a teenager. Yeah, and then once you are an adult, if you go back, you're kind of like, huh, this doesn't hit as well as I thought it did when I was younger. You have questions, and then the questions grow, and then you're like, how? And yeah, it just reaches a certain point. I, like I say, still love the show, has a special place in my heart, it's just not, by any means, my favorite shounen. Yeah. And I would, I would even say, I liked Demon Slayer more. Yeah. And that's just because it had a solid ending? I know there's people who have their complaints about the ending of Demon Slayer, but, and I haven't cared enough to really look into what yeah. the complaints I mean, are. I, I read it the one time and I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. I, and that was Bleach, the end of it. Bleach made, or I think a lot of new manga artists learn from Bleach's failure. Right. Yeah, for um, sure. You could say that what Bleach definitely did was it showed a lot of people what not to do. Yeah, because Bleach, Bleach is like, the fucking Icarus of the three. It flew too close to the sun. Yeah, it it was up there. Well, then. It's it's almost the the idea of uh, 
I think the, the the phrase is man's reach exceeds his grasp. Yeah. That Bleach was reaching for things that were not quite in Kubo's skill set to reach as a storyteller. Yeah. And it fell. Yeah. And I, it does seem like the way that current Shonen Jump, or just Shonen in general, I guess, stories tend to go is a little shorter. Yeah. They're trying for to not have a story that runs for ever. Yeah. And they seemed a bit more uh, structured. Structured. My one fear is Black Clover is going to fall into the same pit that Bleach did. That it's going for too long. I've seen things no. where I'm just because like I've I've seen some things that I'm I'm not caught up on Black Clover at all. Uh, I've watched some like up to a certain point, and then I kind of was because I was watching the anime, mm-hmm. and I reached a point, and then it was kind of getting ready for like a time skip, I guess. Yeah. But as I was looking into it, it was like 30 episodes of filler. Yeah. But they were like, that's semi-canon filler. And I was like, what the fuck does no. that mean? And I was like, okay. And then I looked at the episode descriptions for post-time skip. And I just lost all of my interest. Yeah. And I was just kind of in that point of like, oh. Okay, that's what's going on. It's like a bunch of training arcs is what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, and that's a whole entire... That is the whole entire time skip. I'm sorry to say, training arcs are so fucking boring to me now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... When well, when you, I was younger... Be- yeah, you've become numb to it now. You, well, yeah, when I was younger, it was the most fucking hype thing yeah. ever. Now, but... Like, now, even I'm the same way. I see a training arc, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, oh, whatever. Like, I, I guess this is going to be something that I listen to. Or yeah, I... I'll occasionally glance up and then see... If anything yeah, cool happens. It's just... I Maybe it's just... It depends on the training arc, too. Yeah, but... but so... I actually... <laughs> the the I, whole I, I know you said shut up about One Piece, but... I loved the fact that the training arc of One Piece, like the time skip... That's a fucking time skip. Yeah. You got Rayleigh telling Luffy, yeah, it's, this is that stuff and we're gonna do this. And then two years the, two years later, oh, it, Luffy well, learned it. Yeah, the, cool. the, the training arc for... Black Clover's pretty much the same thing. They go to that other country and then whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's a time skip. The anime, I don't know mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, my my fear about that show falling into the same trap as Bleach is the whole entire power creep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then not knowing where to go after that. That's fair. Uh, that, that was a big problem in Bleach. Like, you get the fucking Quincy's and they got these godlike powers for what? Because their leader is this godly being. Apparently. Yeah, that that they does, gave some, them his power, yeah, and Qu- then Quincy's are supposed to be like humans. Yeah, they're super powered humans who yeah. who kill hollows and rather then, than no, purifying we, them. Out of nowhere, we get like this fucking supernatural third rake. Yeah, like dude, no, that that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah, it was, uh... And then you get, like, going to the Zero Squad. They were the one Kingsguard. They were, the, yeah, that's what they were. The Zero Squad were the Kingsguard. Yeah. And they were the most underwhelming group. They got killed, or they got beat so fast. Really? Oh, yeah, they pop up, they're like, you, you get that big introduction to them, and you're like, wow, these are the people who are supposed to be just... 
the absolute best. They they reshape Soul Society, each one of them, and then they go up against the fucking Quincy's, and every single one of them loses. It's just like, wow, you really built them up only to just hook their leg and fucking pull them out, pull out the rug out from under them, like, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where, I like we've said, Kubo just fucking. This would be so cool. I don't know how to get there, but it'll be so cool. And then, yeah. and then he got there, and he was like, "I don't know what to do with them. They're too powerful." Yeah. Or, I don't know. It, it I could, guess I gotta it, make my bad guys even stronger. It could be like a thing that he doesn't want to make them seem too strong to outshine the rest of the characters the rest that, of the that characters. are established. Yeah. But, but by the way that he created his world, they were too strong but I mean nevertheless it was an ambitious series that got a little too ambitious yeah yeah I think that's it's about everything that I have to talk about about Bleach yeah yeah Bleach was cool Bleach was one of those it's really good for AMVs Apparently. Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, man, I remember my favorite police AMV was the Ichigo and Yakuya fight. I can see how that could have been made into... Uh... Turned with a... Um, the, a lot of them like to use like to use Linkin Park at the time uh-huh. and that Evanescence song. Um, oh yeah, I remember. But the one that I still have, I believe I still have it like or favorited on my YouTube. It was still like a as I lay dying song. Hmm. So one of those like hardcore metal bands. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it fits so well. I was like, oh this shit's so tight. Cause like the the, oh, fight, yeah. the fights in Bleach were cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons that you Yeah. The major reason that you read or watched Bleach yeah. was for the fights. Yeah. And I mean Bleach has its own impact on everybody. Oh yeah. Some people, you'll, I guess, still, you'll still see it today, which I find funny, is uh, some people will have, like, either Grimjaw or... Uh, he was a weirdly popular character. I do not know why. I like I know that Okiora had, like, the whole... I guess it's he's husbando the, the, to some people. Yeah, the two fucking edgiest characters out of Hoikamundo. Oh, yeah, for sure. Out of Hoikamundo, those two, you will still see people... Rocking those characters as their avatars. Oh yeah, to this day. There's some people who are just ride or die. Do not them for the to the end. Like, do not know why. I, I like no... <laughs> I liked Okiora, but he was kind of like scuffed Byakuya. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you really think about it. Like... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like he had his duty, but they didn't really explain it. And he's like, ah, oh, just die, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, but, it's like, just fucking. Guys listening to Black Parade in his room and being sad. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I don't know. And then Grimjaw was just, like... I guess hot? I guess, I guess that was his he's, thing? he's very husbando to some people. I guess, yeah. Like, I just really... He was kind of annoying to me. Like He was. He, I, I, he's don't just know, this, I don't he's know why they brought with, him back. He's obsessed with fighting Ichigo. Yeah. Ichigo they, wins. I, uh, was he's, it, a, he's the lone wolf. Was it in tiger. the... Was it in the Urahara fight that they bring him back? Yeah. Yeah. I do not, do not know why. For what? 
because he's fucking he was popular fan favorite. Yeah, do not understand. Yeah, it makes I, no sense. I don't know. He was fine. I guess. Whatever. He was a whatever character. <laughs> and, yeah. Um. I, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Bleach had a huge impact on people. Yeah. <laughs> like it, now, now that it left its mark. Yeah. Uh, I think back on it a lot, and I get pissed off about a few things <laughs> now, which I don't know why, why I wasn't pissed off as I was reading it. Maybe if, I don't know, maybe if the me today were to read Bleach, that'd probably be one of those ones that I dumped. <laughs> Possibly. But if Bleach... I mean, like, you probably would have read up through, like, Soul Society at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because that, that is, that's why I say it. it's yeah. That's peak Bleach. You just, it was interesting. It was kind of weird. Yeah. It was almost Isekai before the Isekai wave. Because <laughs> they there, go to another you know world. What? You know what? There <laughs> is one last thing I want to talk about. Okay. Do we ever see Ichigo's dad's Bankai? Nope. Do we ever see him fight again? Uh, no. I don't think so. Why the fuck was he so strong? He was a captain. I get that. He's from but, the Shiva clan. Oh my god. God. So he was from one of the four noble families. Yeah, but... Uh, <sighs> Byakuya was too, but he wasn't as strong. I mean, he was by the end. Yeah, he was by the end, but... That was because of almost dying and then oh my getting God. Yeah. revived by Zero Squad and all the okay. bullshit there. And then... Yeah, that, that just makes me even more mad. I gotta say, Rukia's Bankai was fucking awesome. The... Ice Princess or whatever the hell. It was ab- but her whole thing was absolute zero. Yeah. Where she literally like. What wasn't she killing herself in it? She was basically the whole point is that it was freezing her too. Uh huh. Her bankai would basically create ice from her, and so she was super delicate. Oh. She was made. She was made of ice, but she exuded cold so much that you couldn't get close to her. So was because it- everything stopped moving. Because it was absolute zero. Absolute zero is where molecules stop motion. So was it was it and stronger so, than Hitsugaya's? I actually think it was. I mean, maybe not by the end because Hitsugaya, Hitsugaya was supposed to have the strongest, the strongest water and ice on Fakuto. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, what I gotta say. Rukia's had the better showing. I don't remember Hitsugaya's. So <laughs> if that doesn't tell you something. I don't, yeah, I, I legit don't remember what Hitsugaya's, like, full-powered Bankai was. He may have been able to stop time. I don't even fucking remember. Oh, man. But it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking remember. Uh-huh. That, but his last fight was super messy because it wasn't just him. It was him, Byakuya, and Kenpachi. Really? Yeah. And, like, Byakuya didn't have a huge showing either, really, one way or the other. I mean, it was he was cool. I remember him doing vaguely doing cool things the big standout was Kenpachi because you got to see his bankai it's ah. a big fucking axe but and and also well th- that's his shikai and then his bankai he just turns into a fucking like red skinned oni with ah. like this sort of like butcher's knife basically okay and then he just go. he's like it's funny of any character who can turn their brain off to fight it's Kenpachi yeah 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 but for him, it's like he just becomes a fucking rage demon. So, yeah. It was cool. I don't know. I liked it. It seemed fitting. He's just... Yeah. I would like to rage. I would like to rage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, fucking... But, but yeah. Ichigo's dad makes me so 
fucking mad. <laughs> he was fine. No, I... it wasn't. It wasn't fine. Nothing about that character is fine on how big of a character he was supposed to be. Mm. Because he was a, he was captain of the tenth squad. Yes, before hits a guy took over. Yeah, and uh, what's or, her name? Tenth, maybe. Yeah, it was tenth. Yeah, it was tenth squad. Uh huh. Because hits a guy took over his spot. Right. But Rangiku was his. She was in his squad. She was in his squad, but I don't think she was his lieutenant. But she... But... Because no, none of them are awake to recognize him. Oh my god! Is that on how they got away with it? I'm pretty sure. That because, is so stupid. Because when they all showed up, it was just the only people who were conscious... They go into his house! They go into, his, they go into Ichigo's house! They see his dad! You know what? There's a part where they all but go into his house. The, the Hitsugaya big... wouldn't know shit about Ichigo's dad. True. But Rangeku... He may... I think maybe she was just like, wow, he looks kind of similar. But the big thing was he didn't have Reiatsu at that point. He wasn't giving it off. <sighs> because the whole thing was that he was suppressing Ichigo's hollow. Oh my god. Because that was why he could... Like, or sort of suppressing Ichigo's... My blood is boiling. <laughs> this is one of those bits where I'm like Kubo he was trying really he, hard to make cool did. things but then he wrote himself into corners constantly yeah, he did he did because I like oh yeah Ichigo's the, dad is a huge plot hole the more that I think about it the more I get pissed off the more that you realize yeah Ichigo's dad is a really big issue yeah it was like oh it's a big twist but then you're if you actually get into the specifics you're like what yeah what, how? What? How does nobody recognize him? How does this, other than Urahara, who knows who he is? What did Urahara say anything? Where was he during the hundred year, like the time of the turning back the clock, or turning back the pendulum arc? He he shows up in random spurts, in that little bit. I don't think he was. He he protects. Um... See, they show he wasn't a captain. He wasn't. He wasn't. No, he he wasn't. But he, he wasn't, wasn't a captain at that but point. But you don't see... I, I do not remember seeing him at all during yeah. that arc. Yeah, no. You, because it focuses on Urahara and Shinji. And they, and they say that... And... They say that the 10th squad just got a new captain. No. The the one who got the new, the new captain was... Urahara was just getting promoted to captain. And I thought the 10th squad, too, because... Uh, no. Cause, the, the fucking guy with the combat knife... No, he was a, he was already an established captain. Oh, he was. Yeah, the only new captain they, during I, that arc was um, Urahara. I thought he was like fairly new. He may have been fairly new, but the whole thing with Ichigo's dad happened only sixteen years ago. Are you fucking kidding me? No, because it was like right up before Ichigo's mom they met, and then she had the hollow that Aizen had created. Oh my god! That she. Oh my god! They basically, Urahara helped them by creating the Gigai for Ichigo's dad that would use his Reiatsu to suppress the hollow that was inside of her. And then that hollow is what was, like, in Ichigo when he was conceived. And, oh, it's just, it's all fucking over the place. Like, that's the whole bit where Aizen's like, I created you. Okay, so... Yeah. I was fine with Ichigo's dad being the captain yeah. before, but... Is it starting to, to hit you? With the, it's like, starting... I am like I want to <laughs> I want to fucking punch something. <laughs> I want to punch something so bad. I, I did say there are definite holes, and that's why I like to say. Kubo, if Ichigo's dad is so strong, why wasn't he captain before? 
Yeah. I had, uh... And that's why I have my, my whole thing where I'm like, Kubo had these moments where he's like, yes, I need this and this and this and this and this. He had like a timeline of cool shit he wanted to do, and then he had absolutely no idea how to get there, so he bullshitted it the entire way through. Oh my. He may have had like the first two arcs planned out, like Karakura Town, Soul Society. Those are the most structured arcs. They make sense. It follows you rescuing Rukia. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, Aizen's the bad guy. He's the super secret <laughs> mastermind. And then he was like, what's Aizen doing? Oh, God. He went to Quakamundo. Um, um, he's creating hybrids. That, yeah, that's it. Okay. So then he's creating hybrids. Oh, I can make cool monsters. And then... Oh, now I can explain how Ichigo's gonna get control over his hollow, and and then he's gonna have his mask, and it's gonna be so fucking cool. We saw that in the fight with 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 Byakuya. It's gonna be awesome. And then he was like, "How are we gonna beat Aizen? I made him really powerful." <laughs> um, That's it. Ichigo's dad's gonna train. And then Ichigo. Ich- Ichigo's dad is actually a soul, a soul reaper. And yeah, it's just it's uh, it's you such find a- out his dad is. It's during the Arankar arc. Cause it's during dad, the Arankar arc yeah. because there's no soul reapers in or Shinigami to stop King Fisher. Yeah. Or he finds King Fisher and goes, I well, found you. Because King, well, no, King Fisher like had appeared and he yeah. had become an Arankar, like a really fucking yeah. shit tier one. And then he's chasing Cone yeah. in Ichigo's body. Yeah. And then nobody was around. And then Ichigo's dad shows up or Ishin shows yeah. up. And he's like, get to Gatensho. <laughs> and then cuts him in half. Don't tell anybody. And he's kid. like, oh, you. I actually had a bone to pick with you, Kingfisher. You killed my wife. Yeah. Fuck. You don't need to fight Ichigo. I have the bigger gripe or whatever. Yeah. Ichigo's dad is a definitely a a big issue. Makes me so fucking mad. I mean, it the, also the, just. The, I, whole, the whole entire thing of you told me that he disappeared 16 years prior. As far as I can remember, I don't even. I fuck, thought it may have been twenty, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's not that well, long. Well, I thought I thought he disappeared before the Vizards happened. No, he wouldn't have because Ichigo's mom was human. Well, no, I thought he disappeared before the Vizard things happened, nope. and then he met Ichigo's mom. Nope, he was chasing an, a hollow into the the real world, which was an experiment released by Aizen. At and that's the hollow that is Ichigo's hollow. Really? It, yeah, because it... Possess- that's it? Yeah, it possessed Ichigo's mom that's before all- before they were married. And it was going to like, kill her. And basically the only way... She was using all of her power to suppress it, I think, or something like that. Or it was going to eat her power. Or, I don't even fucking remember. It was, it was very plot convenience-y. And then basically that was the reason that got them together. Because the only thing that could suppress that hollow ended up being using this gi guy that Urahara made. So Urahara was very useful for plot convenience things, but it used all of Ishin's Reiatsu to suppress the hollow from killing his wife. <sighs> because his wife still, yeah, she still had her Quincy power. Yeah. And then the only reason that she died to King Fisher was because fucking Quincy Hitler took her power back because all of their power was his and he took it back so that's why she was powerless to king fisher because that was a plot hole when you find out she was a quincy <laughs> she died to a fucking punk ass hollow <laughs> king fisher <laughs> so angry 
I'm yeah. Think about shit now. Yeah, it's why I say Bleach doesn't hold up very well, no. especially not to scrutiny. No. As soon as you start actually looking at the connecting tissue of Bleach, it falls apart. It's like it had some really good bones, but all of the connective tissue is made out of fucking like tin foil. Oh my fucking god! I'm so angry. <laughs> Yeah. Or I guess a better way to put it is it's a story held together by duct tape and wishes. Yeah. 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 Fuck. But it's really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. It is really cool. It was really cool growing up and watching it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, none of that none of that was in my head. The oh, only, no. You're, you're the, like, oh, what fight's coming up? I gotta wait for that. Yeah. It's gonna be so fucking cool. It's gonna be hype as hell. You know, Chris, if you want to see some action... Gotta be the center of attraction. If you want... Oh, shit. That's how the song went. <laughs> if you want to see some action, you gotta be the center of attraction. Oh, man. See, that's how they That's how they got you. They just had this fucking hype, like... Yep. You're like, oh, it's so cool. Oh, go Ichigo. Fucking slash him. It was one of the things that bugged the hell out of me. Hmm. Ichigo literally only had Getsuga Tensho the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's another... He was supposed to be, like, the simple character. He was too simple. I think the, the, the real killer for me was he forges his true Zanpakuto, and it's two. And you're like, oh, shit, is he finally going to have a new ability? And it's a cross gets a good touch. Is it? That's all it is? It's so fucking... <laughs> show makes me mad. Everybody in the community was just like... Oh. Oh. Of course. Of course people had memed that that was all it was gonna be. They're like, yeah, it's just gonna be two. It's gonna be two and a cross. And then it was, and everybody was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> For being a character who literally had the three powers, the, like the three superpowers of that world, he had literally used none of them. True. It's like, I can take my spirit pressure on the edge of my sword and throw it. That's what I do. It's my ultimate power. I just have a lot of it. That's what I do. If I go into Bankai, it's even more. Isn't that cool? I'm really fast. I like Durahara. That motherfucker had so many skills. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I mean, you, we didn't even know how many abilities his his Shikai had. It was a lot. Yeah. And then it wasn't like, even beyond that, it was like, yeah, how many fucking spells and other shit could he do? Cool. I mean, even fucking Byakuya. He wasn't just, I can use my sword. It was like, yeah, he's got a fucking shitload of abilities. He's... Mastered fucking the flash step, only beaten by Yoruichi. And I guess technically Ichigo was faster with his Bankai, but that was literally the entire purpose of Ichigo's Bankai was it makes me really fast and my sword's stronger. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, you know what? I'm not even really wanting to shit talk Ichigo's Bankai. It was cool. It was just all of Ichigo's abilities were. Gets a Gatencho. Yeah. And gets a Gatencho. And then eventually the cross gets a Gatencho. It's two. It's twice as strong because there's two. What's it called? That? It was. It literally was something like 
I can't remember the exact name, but Getsu Gotensho was in the name. Yeah. So I guess that's going to wrap it up for Bleach. Yeah, I think we've, we've talked enough about Bleach. Uh, before I get too pissed off. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave Chris in a seething rage here. Bullshit about <laughs> Ichigo's dad, goddammit. And his mom. And, and his mom and the fucking Quincy's being overpowered. <laughs> and Ishida's dad. God! <laughs> Hang on. No, we're not done yet. <laughs> Why the hell? Alright. Why the hell is Ishida's dad so fucking strong? Because he's the last Quincy. He's not the last Quincy, apparently. <laughs> because they have a whole entire fucking army that speaks German. And also his dad didn't get his powers taken away. Even though he didn't join the the what, the Vandenreich or something like that. I can't remember. Why? How? Alright. You're, nope. you're looking to me for, for nope, answers nope, that no, 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 I don't done. possess. I'm done. I'm so done. I'm so done. I'm this, getting so fucking mad at and, Bleach. And this is why the Thousand Year Blood War arc was not a thing that needed to happen. Oh my fucking god. This is why I say it should have ended at Aizen. Yeah, it should have ended at Aizen. Because then you're just like, there were some questions that probably still remained... You know what? You know, but you can just be like, okay, cool, it ended, it's fine. You know where the show should have ended? Soul Society arc. No, after I, uh, after this one shot that they did, if they fleshed out that story, oh, yeah, instead of instead of going to the Thousand Year Blood War, if they went to that story, because unfortunately I think that, that I, story requires the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Does it? Yeah, because all the captains who died are in hell, and they're Fuck. trying to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God damn it. That's why I still stand by the position Fuck. the series should have ended because when they beat Isaac. That one shot seems cool. I See, this is my point where I come this to... Is, this is me falling back into old Chris See? loving Bleach. <laughs> and this is because it looks cool. It seems cool. It has cool ideas. But the plot holes are going to be fucking everywhere. I have so that's... many questions about that one shot. That that's where I'm like. Hang on, hang on. Before we fucking end this episode, <laughs> we're gonna cut out a lot just to yeah. get to this part. Cut up, cut out the shit about the Inuyasha. We okay. talked about Inuyasha for we, a little bit. We don't need to talk about. I Inuyasha. didn't even realize we were talking about Inu. Or we we're still recording, and I was on my phone that whole entire time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but okay, editing Kurt. You okay. heard him. All right. So, fuck. This is. Uh, all right. So that story. Like, I'm falling back into the hype of, Bleach is cool. Uh-huh. I want to see the shit. They said something cool. Uh-huh. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Because, what's his name? Uda, no. Xyloporo? Uh... No. Fucking... Well, okay, he shows or Ukitake? up. Ukitake. Yeah, they, you find out he's the king of hell. I don't even fucking know. But the whole thing is just that, that the captain class people, when they die, they get thrown into hell rather than dispersing into Rayots. So this is where I'm like... Kubo has these really cool ideas, yeah. but he has no fucking clue how to execute them. Okay. So, he's like, yeah, when a captain class individual dies, you have to throw them into hell because they're too powerful. Like, you, oh, dude, I read that and I'm just like... Was that what? the whole entire reason? Yeah, it's like literally they they can't be... Their spiritual I, pressure is too dense. They can't be broken down, so they have to be thrown into hell. And it's like... Why? Yeah, I don't know. And then it's like, when, what the fuck is that? Like, that 
really breaks with a lot of the earlier world building that it's just like I, yeah oh dude trust me I was like oh this is really cool and then I finished it and I was like I have so many questions and the, none of this sounds good to me see whenever I only read it one time I read it one time as well and I just and was, I never I didn't have <laughs> I, I fell back into that hype of like oh cool bleach bleach cool stuff I started out that way and then it turned into what it did and I was just like, see I, I I never uh, went into it with that like with that mindset whatever I guess my brain shut off because <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh cool bleach like oh, well this. I was I was ready I was like okay cool what are they gonna do it's a one shot so maybe it'll just be something like cool and give us a little more closure on some of the characters and th- you know stuff like that and then I was like okay this is opening a new arc but I have so many questions that yeah. Don't need to be I that I never wanted answered. I yeah. think that's the point that I'm at is there are so many questions and issues that I see arising with that that whole concept I don't want answered. I was totally fine with the concept of yes these captain class individuals die, their Reatsu breaks down and reforms part of soul society. You know, it is what makes up soul society. Yeah. Because otherwise you're with the question of where the fuck does the Reatsu that makes up Soul Society come from? That's literally all that it is. Soul Society is made of the, the spirit power. Where the fuck does it come from? Then? Yeah. just. And why would it then be a thing of, oh, it's too dense to be broken down, so they have to be thrown hey, into if hell. if they're dead, why do they have to eat? That's that's a thing of, like, that apparently they have enough spiritual pressure that they time, that time suddenly works again. Once again. Chris, we're coming into the point of yeah, you're okay. starting to you're yeah. starting to reach the point that I'm at where I look at Bleach and I'm like, fuck, I have some legitimate questions about how this world. I'll put it this way: Kubo lives and thrives on the rule of cool and has absolutely awful world building skills. Why can't the Quincy's go and do the thing that Ishida did, where he literally just breaks <laughs> just everything down? Breaks everything down. Why couldn't they just do that? think that it was like the soul king holds it all together but oh fuck the king <laughs> well that's what that's what quincy hitler had to say too because he fucking killed him oh really yeah and then oh. ukitake like sacrificed himself to reform him kind of that's why i say soul king bit is absolutely fucking stupid to me yeah because like that i have so Thousand Year Blood War arc just added way too many questions to the world building that are things that typically you would want to keep nebulous because it is that arc makes very apparent that Kubo's world building is fucking terrible. Yeah. And as much as I love that series, the world building has so many holes and so many questions that when he gives an answer are so unsatisfactory or just absolute fucking bullshit. That you're like, okay, this all is falling apart. It's he's built a castle on the worst foundation possible, and it all comes crumbling down when you fucking scratch at the little like flake of paint on there. Yeah, it's it's a thing that it's why I, I struggle to say that bleach is good. great. Yeah, bleach I, bleach is good. Bleach is good. It's cool. It's cool on a one read through when you don't have your brain going. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going, this is fucking awesome. I'm going to read this. Oh, I love this character. They're kind of funny or they're quirky or they're interesting. But if you go in with a 
an analytical mindset like I tend to have and some of the questions start coming in and you're like, wait, how does that work? Why is that working that way? What is going on? Yeah. And then you reach an explanation. You're like that. That is either not a good explanation or it doesn't explain fucking anything. It's a lot of the, the explanations become very hand wavy. But then when Kubo decides that he needs to actually make that a thing, you get a, oh, this is the real reason that it works that way. And you're like, but that totally doesn't work with the way things have been established previously. And it's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> Ignore the man behind the curtain Yeah, is basically how it all panned out. And it just... Oh my yeah. fucking... There's... <laughs> I'm like, I'm shocked because I legit had a moment of clarity right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. The one shot is really cool. And no. Yeah, I just... No, I, hang on. I had questions that came up. <laughs> And they were um, all questions I didn't need answers to because yeah. I know that Kubo can't give good answers to them. Oh my fucking god. And it's why that one shot is where I, it finally hit home to me that Kubo really does just have the point of this will be fucking awesome. This will be fucking awesome. This will be fucking awesome. It's kind of like and Power then, Rangers. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But you just have these points where then you're like, well, how do we get from this to this to this to this? This and this are incompatible and it's like no it'll work and then it doesn't yeah and you look at all the connective tissue and like i said it's fucking tinfoil yeah or it, it's duct tape and wishes yeah it it comes apart as soon as the mine the the most minute amount or not even the most the most cursory of analysis makes that series fall apart ah <laughs> uh. and it's unfortunate but it it is a series that absolutely thrives on the rule of cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, this is where I'm gonna call it on Bleach. I'm calling Fair it enough. right now on Bleach. Well, we will right now. We will leave Bleach at that. All right. So, next week we are going to be talking about a everyone's favorite Ninja Boy. Every yeah, one of the animes or series that was cool and did have a pretty good story that makes me less mad fair enough we'll, uh, get, we'll get into that next week yeah we'll get into that next week so uh thanks for tuning in my name's chris and i'm kurt and uh looks like your man has been tapped goodbye bye-bye <laughs>